You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for checking out this recording on Lone Star Community Radio. This is Dick, the general manager of Lone Star Community Radio, and I wanted to give you a quick reminder of what's going on with us for the month of September. A new show has been added to our lineup. The Good News with Ted Cox is going to be on Tuesdays from 1 to 3 p.m. during our talk block. And also joining the talk block is going to be Mornings with Lone Star. Every weekday from 10 to 11 a.m., Mornings with Lone Star will extend their normal programming for music into talk. That's right. Starting from now on, from 8 to 11 a.m., Mornings with Lone Star. First two hours, music, talk, fun. And then from 10 to 11, more nitty-gritty talk radio for you. Also extending their time slot is going to be our favorite Saturday morning show, Grit and Grace. They're going to be extending their hours from 8 to 10 a.m. every Saturday morning for you. Also, the last reminder is we still have plenty of talk slots available for those who want to be a talk show host and also volunteer DJs for music. If you're interested in those kind of things, please let the studio know at lscrstudios at gmail.com or call the station at the message line at 936-647-3776. Thanks again for checking out Lone Star Community Radio, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Good morning, Montgomery County. Wow. What a beautiful yet hot, humid day today, but apparently it's supposed to be getting better this afternoon. This is Christy Leggett filling in for the infamous Nathan Erisante here on Montgomery County Lifestyle at Lone Star Community Radio. Of course, if you're listening to us, you've probably found us either on FM 104.5 or 106.1, or you're listening to us online live streaming at IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'm happy to be here this morning. There's been so much going on in this county. We're just going to kind of relax a little bit and talk for a while. So, uh, you know, feel free to share any sh- any thoughts on uh, the Montgomery County Lifestyle Facebook page. We'll be glad to take a look at them. Um, I have an incredible guest here with me this morning. Her resume is long and lengthy and quite extraordinary. But most of all, she's a really great friend and a really amazing friend to this community. But Miss Victoria Tompkins, good morning. Good morning, Christy. How, How are, are you? you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, just relaxing today. That's this good. Is awesome. That's good. Yeah. See, we can't shake Miss Vicky, and we're going to explain why here in a little bit whenever she starts talking about her resume. But Miss um, Vicky and I have known each other for a while, but she has really, really come through with us um, working on all of the Hurricane Harvey relief efforts that we've been doing at the Friends of Conroe Disaster Relief Distribution Center. And... I just can't wait to share these amazing stories with you. So um, so tell us a little bit about you, Ms. Vicki. About me? Oh, yes. Okay, well, I've only lived in Montgomery County for a few years. We lived in spring mm-hmm. before that, and before that, we came all the way across the country from uh, New York State. Wow. Now, how, now, you were born and raised in New York, right? Yes, I was. Awesome. Yes, I was. Yeah. Born in Queens and raised on Long Island. Yeah, and then... So you became a Texan by choice then, huh? Yes, I New Yorker by birth and Texan by choice. That's awesome. So what else? So so what brought you to Texas? What brought you to Montgomery County? Oh, common sense, taxes. <laughs> yeah. Retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, just love 
love the state of Texas and I love the people here and they've always been so welcoming to me. That's good. So. Well, we're, we're, I know that we as a community are very blessed to have you because I don't know how long you've been here, but I know that you jumped in with both feet because by the time you and I met a few years ago, you're already very, very much embedded in this community. That's true. Um, I met um, this wonderful, wonderful lady about, about nine years ago now, uh, almost nine years ago. And um, her name was Garnet Baldry, mm-hmm. and uh, she was uh, the spitfire of a, of, of a little thing, just like me. I was fixing to say, y'all had a lot in common. And <laughs> she invited me to go to one of the Republican women's um, luncheons. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I've never been much of a joiner type right. of person. So I went and had a great time. The women there were, were lovely and uh, full of spirit and, and just wanting to make their communities better. And I, I said, you know, this this is good. This yeah. is what I want to do. I'm retired now. I'm not retarded. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> and, well, in, in your previous life before retirement, <laughs> you, you know, obviously cared about taking care of your community. I and, did. In a pretty, um, I don't want to say unconventional way, but I think if people, when people see you, they may not totally expect it now and they get to know you for about two minutes then you're like oh yeah of course she was so tell us what you did back in New York okay well first um I'm a I'm a veteran of the United States Navy I spent seven years there wow and thank you for your service thank you so and then uh, I came home and I've never been one to do in the rebel pretty yeah. much my whole life I think that's why I fit so well here in <laughs> Texas um I became a, a New York City cop yeah so did 10 years on the streets uh, in probably one of the worst precincts in the city at wow. the time during the big crack um, explosion during the early 90s, right. late 80s, early 90s, and uh, uh, learned my job, I mean, with the best cops I've ever, ever worked with. Um, really tough, but compassionate right. and just really out there to do a good job. There for the right reasons. Yes. Um it was, it's, it's a tough job, period, you know, for, for cops out there. Um, today, I don't even know if I would even consider doing what I did. Yeah. But uh, spent 10 years there, and uh, then I transferred to uh, Brooklyn North Narcotics and wow. uh, stayed, in, it stayed in the same area that I was, uh, I was a, a patrol officer. And then uh, my last four years, so after 9-11, yeah. um, I said, I want to try something a little bit different. So I put in for hate crimes, which is uh, a, a specific task force in New York City. Wow. So Never wanted to take the easy road. No. <laughs> you know what? I've, I've constantly had to test myself. Yeah. So it, it's, it, was a, it was a challenge. I'm sure. Well, and I'm sure, too, just to overcome some of the stereotypes, I'm sure that women weren't in overabundance in those particular departments? No, not at first. Um, you know, when I, when I first joined the Navy, it was more so— um, mm-hmm. There weren't a lot of women, you know, I'd go home and I'd have my uniform on and, and people would like look at me going, what is it, Halloween? <laughs> you know, but um, it it strengthened me in ways that I didn't really know I, I, I could be, mm-hmm. you know, as strong as I was. And, and now I, I look back and it was like the greatest thing that could have yeah. ever happened to me, the, the, the commitment and that you get from your fellow sailors and oh, soldiers. Oh, sure, and, absolutely. And then as a, as a cop, uh, there's a, there is a brotherhood. And I understand the, the way people look at it as it's a calling. 
you just don't turn it off. Right. You go home and you're always looking over your it's shoulder. Your life. It is. It, it becomes ingrained in what you are. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why people, you, you know, if you're, if you're a cop, you tend to hang with cops because yeah. they understand the jargon. They understand right. what you go through. And it's so much easier to explain that to someone um, who's another Another cancer. Yeah. It's it's just like being a doctor or a nurse. Right. I don't understand their language, but I have a, a phenomenal sister-in-law who's a nurse, dedicated and just wonderful, but I don't understand right. you know, what she, what well, she and, talks about. And the about. battles that they face. Exactly. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, my brother retired from the Montgomery County Sheriff's Department. Um, and I always, I don't, I don't want to say, I obviously have no idea what the day-to-day job is, but he, you know, he was really committed and they did have a camaraderie there that you can't really explain. You know, I, I try to try to equate it with kind of like the whole Aggieism, which is, you know, from the outside similar looking in, you mm-hmm. can't understand it from the inside looking out. You can't explain it. So it's um, I, I would say it's kind of that same kind of family bond that you really can't necessarily put into words. But if you experience it with other people, there's something about it that you just can't break. That, that's exactly what it is. And after I, I found myself expanding my my little realm of people mm-hmm. after 9-11. Yeah. Um, we worked down at Ground Zero and in the surrounding areas. And I found such great humanity that it was, it was really comforting to us. So... Um, and I'm sure it was refreshing. You know, it's kind of... We're, we'll get into this in a bit, but, you know, it's it, it's almost disappointing that it takes a, some kind of severe crisis, to put it mildly, mm-hmm. to for everybody to wake up Absolutely. and remember their humanity. Absolutely. Um, and the sad thing about it was, is uh, a year, two years, two years later, it was like uh, it never happened almost. Yeah. You know, things started going back to, I, I hate to say it, normal. normal. Yeah. Um, and... Um, it was sad, mm-hmm. you know, that people were just not as understanding that we were still down there. Yeah, it was still a battle away. for you. Yeah. It was and, and every year, and, and people know I don't talk about it much. Yeah. And maybe on 9-11, um, this 9-11, I spent it at the VFW. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, and people still to this day will say, oh, you guys are such heroes. And I'm like, no. You know, you're you're a regular person, granted with extra training, but you're put into an extraordinary situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, horrible, and you you just learn to rise, right? You know, just like with with Hurricane Harvey, I saw people rise like it was it was phenomenal. It uh, is. Yeah. Watch the radio. Watch the radio. Okay. <laughs> Watched on TV as as just ordinary citizens who were put in extraordinary circumstances just completely rose to the occasion and did more. Yeah. And just kept giving. And that's how we felt after 9-11. Well, and the with the emotions, too, you know, especially with 9-11 with you, and I'm, I'm not going to touch this too much because I know it's a very sensitive subject, um, and rightly so, but— it being so personal because there were so many brothers and sisters um, that to be able to overcome that, to be able to find that part of yourself that still had enough strength and ability to rise above it and to still make a difference. Um, to say it's commendable was putting it lightly, but um, but I do kind of understand what you're saying because it has been amazing to watch people 
you know, just kind of, you know, pull themselves up by their bootstraps and get to work. It, it That's exactly it. And, and you never saw here. I never saw, I can't, mm-hmm. I never saw that. It was, we will get it done. Yeah. Um, and then you have your standouts, you know, like you and, and Nathan and JJ Watt and, and just that Cajun Navy. Um, oh, wow. I know, yeah. right? And the Cajun Army, too. And the Cajun Army, yes. too. And then and then you have your faceless sea of volunteers yes. and people just, you know, realizing I can do this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a testament to the strength of Texans. And it's also a strength of, you know, the human spirit. Absolutely. So. Yeah, it, it really is. And um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that whenever we come back after this short break. But um, the stories are endless. You know, uh, Vicki brings a special twist to everything, too. And and we have a lot of hopeful <laughs> stuff we're going to talk about, too. So I'm twisted. Um, she, well, <laughs> this is true. Anyway, this is Christy Leggett filling in with the infamous Nathan Arizante here on Montgomery <laughs> County Lifestyle. Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Welcome back to Montgomery County Lifestyle. This is Christy filling in for Nathan. I know he is wishing he was here. He's a little um, down on his back today because he didn't listen to me. And that's really what it boils down to. One of these days, he's going to realize that when I tell him to do something, it's the, it's the way to go. I mean, you know, eventually. <laughs> if anybody could convince Nathan to listen to him, though, it's Miss Vicki. Not true. <laughs> Man is a force. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So we're here talking to Miss Vicki Tompkins. Um, she has been just an amazing addition to the community. I'm so blessed. I know anybody that meets you is so grateful that Texas got you away from New York because, you know, sometimes you just have to take the good ones from other areas. And I know they're missing you, but you have a great counterpart that's still in New York. I your do. Your cousin. Yeah. I do. Sue, um, my cousin Sue is the same age as I am, older than dirt. <laughs> and um, she is a force of nature. I mean, a complete package. Uh, she is the most compassionate and humanitarian person I have ever met in my life. And she is unstoppable. Well, that is really something coming from you because I promise you, talk about unstoppable force. You, that's exactly <laughs> what I think when I think of you. And let me tell you what cousin Sue did for us. Um, she saw the need that was going on down here. And obviously her cousin was here and she didn't just put together some donations. <laughs> no, that's that's that wouldn't be Sue's level. Yeah. But it's her level of um, 
I'll send you something. In in total, were two semi trucks. And I'm not. And this, and we're talking packed, solid, floor to roof, fifty three feet, just dense as I'll get out. No airspace, nothing. Yes, she. Um, well, actually, what it was is after um, the hurricane, she called me and she says, "You know, how are we all doing? And is everything okay?" And I said, "We're fine." I said, "But," and I almost, I you know like almost crying mm-hmm. when I was talking to her. I said, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. I said, the, the whole area is flooded. I said, there are literally just rivers for streets. Yes. I, I felt almost like you know, I'm looking at Venice. Right. Not as pretty, but. Right. right. Um, and she said, what do you need? And I said, Sue, I need everything. Yeah. I, I need Food. I need first aid. I need. And this was right in the beginning. This was early, 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 yes. early on um, when we could finally walk out of our houses. Right. Um, so I said, uh, I, I, I just don't even know what to do right now. And and then I found you guys mm-hmm. and um, at the VFW, and uh, I said, this is a good thing. Yeah, we are above the the flood area where where we were located, and fortunate enough to have a location that we could bring things. Right. So I said, whatever you can bring. Now, Sue, you got to understand, had lived through Sandy. Right. And I had taken up a collection here and sent a couple of tons of of supplies down there to her. And when was Sandy? What year was Sandy? It was five years ago. That's what I thought. Golly, that's gone by fast. I know, right? And um, I said, what do you need? And she said, we need everything, you know. It, Sandy totally devastated the area. They were not even prepared. Right, because I would, you know, that's a rarity for them more exactly. so than it is here. Yes. So uh, she turned, she oh, she owns a store. Uh, she's got a store in, um, in Massapequa. Mm-hmm. It's a police equipment, police fire, oh, EMS. Yeah. That's why I wear all my shirts. Yeah, that's good, though. Because I don't pay for that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if it's free, it's for me. <laughs> so um, we, um, you know, got together. She gave me a list. I went to some of my friends and I said, can you get the word out? And by that time, I mean, I had turned places into storage areas mm-hmm. and uh, my brother worked for a freight service. So he gave me a really, really good deal. Oh, and getting the, getting the supplies there. Yeah. So we um, uh, did that and we sent it there. And people on Long Island were almost like the forgotten children. Right. Like what we found out up here, mm-hmm. the, there were areas that were not being serviced. And people either couldn't get to us or um, nobody knew they were there. Right. And so word of mouth spread that Texas had sent a whole bunch of supplies. Right. So that precluded that. And they were so grateful. I I mean, it was just like you you couldn't even begin to see the relief on some people's faces, which we We saw. Now we do. Now we do. We've been on that end Exactly. So she called and she says, well... I'm with the Lions uh, International Organization, and she's the district governor now of um, Nassau, Nassau County and Bermuda. Don't ask where Bermuda fits in there. <laughs> no idea. And um, through them and Massapequa, Long Island, um, this little dot on the map, they sent us a 53-foot long truck um, full of supplies. Well, you saw oh, the truck. crazy. It was nuts, right? Yeah. And you never, you really can't fathom how much 
stuff <laughs> they can get in those trailers until you have to unload it by hand. <laughs> yes, and and it weighed uh, almost 41,000 pounds. It's crazy. It's crazy. You'd think a package of diapers would not weigh that much. No, but, but. it does. And it was so, well, in the water, the, the water, water that was yes. so critical. And it was so funny because I remember when the truck pulled up, you know, we were all very eagerly anticipating the arrival of this truck because we didn't know exactly what was going to be on it. But we just knew that we were going to be able to help a lot of people with it. It was a surprise. And so when we <laughs> opened the door and, you know, if you if you look at the Montgomery County Lifestyle Facebook page or the Friends of Connor page, we have the pictures on there when we opened the doors and it was just, wow. And they just, couldn't fit everything in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll touch on that too in a minute. <laughs> um, it was absolutely insane. And we're talking everything from mini fridges to diapers to cleaning supplies to shovels to uh, there were so many things on there that we didn't even know we needed. But because they had gone through Sandy, they had such a better understanding of what was going to evolve faster than we did because yes. we were still learning mm-hmm. a lot as we went. Yes. Yeah, um, she thought of everything. everything. She she put the word out, and I'll, I'll tell you, it was the I, outpouring was I, incredible. It was insane. Yeah. I mean, she had videos on her on the Alliance page of them collecting stuff, mm-hmm. and she had over a hundred people volunteering to help box. And not only did wow. she box, she separated. Oh yeah, and it was beautiful <laughs> too. Because there's nothing like when you have a fifty-three foot truck, you really can't imagine how much stuff you can fit in these trailers. <laughs> I have a whole new appreciation for it. Um, but when everything is is sorted and labeled, whenever you're trying to, you know, you've got all these volunteers, everybody shows up to help. Everybody knows this is going to be some kind of task. And you're trying to get it through and get it organized so that you can get it out to people as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. When things are labeled accurately, they're sorted, it's just, yes. it's like Christmas morning. Yes. And the blankets and the, blankets. And, and the sheets and, yes. um, you know, you, well, you can testify to just how important all those supplies were. Yeah. Um, well, yes. and, you know, whenever you go out and, and deliver some of these things and, you know, something as simple as a package of, of you know, towels or um, some baby wipes or bug spray, which is, you know, a true story. Um, and people are in tears because to them that is so vitally needed and it's a lifeline. It is a lifeline. For somebody line. who thought they were completely forgotten. Yes. Yeah. Um, I found uh, people walking into the, the storefront mm-hmm. where we are now. Um, just, I just need some cleaning supplies. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you need? Um, well, yeah, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. I know. Nobody, it's, people want to take what they need. And leave the rest for somebody Absolutely. else. Absolutely. I have found that, and, and I look at people and I go, but you have a little girl here. Yeah. Let, let us know. Let, yeah. Let us give her a toy, yeah. something, because she's got nothing right yeah. now. Um, you know, a, a package of cookies, which yeah. was not a necessity. But if you think about it, it is a necessity yeah. to a child. Oh, sure. It's, and it's that comfort of everyday life it's that a it's comfort. giving. Yeah. It's a comfort thing. Like what you said, I made four trays of baked macaroni. Oh, yes. And that's Just that home-cooked meal, that nourishment. <laughs> that, that Italian yeah. in us. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. So... And you said it to me. You said it best. You said when they saw it, it was like it, they had received like the greatest gift in the world. Yeah. It was comfort food. Yeah. It was something tangible that yes. they could go, oh, my gosh, this feels so Right. Good. Well, and you know, and it's been interesting, too. You know, we've all talked about this has been such a learning process. But, mm-hmm. you know, you have people that flooded, obviously devastating, horrible situation. But you also have people that 
you know, lost their jobs because their business is flooded and maybe they were okay. Or you Farms have, that are, are just no longer there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, we, we've seen several places where um, homes used to stand that are, that are gone. And it's that to me, with, when you make your livelihood off the earth, Mm-hmm. Out of the earth, and 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 you're supplying other people with food. Yes, and to lose that in one shot. Yeah, I, I cannot imagine what is going through their minds. I mean, I there either. are certain things that can just be replaced. Yes, TV said right, bedding, a bed, whatever. But to lose your livelihood, absolutely, in one fell swoop. I, Devastating. I, I cannot even think. No, what and then these people are going through. Now. I know, and now here we are a month later, and you know people have started finding their new normal, as we talked about, mm-hmm. and getting on with life and everything. But, you know, I know how crazy my days are with work and kids and, you know, being a wife, being a mom, mm-hmm. being a daughter, yeah. um, you know, being a citizen, and then coming home and having to deal with not having any walls mm-hmm. and bleach and maybe some, you know, sores that you've got to fix and water that makes your skin burn. I mean, it's it's— it's amazing the resilience of the human spirit. It is. And what it can bring you through. When we went through the same thing on a different level, though, from 9-11, yeah. um, the, the devastation there was, was were buildings and human lives. Uh, I mean, that yeah. was really telling. Yeah. And to me, the biggest thing that I saw in first responders was the defeat in their eyes when we knew there weren't going to be survivors yeah the helpless mm-hmm. yeah because that's what we're trained to do yeah you know the nurses and the doctors standing around with nothing to do yeah and they couldn't even help us get through the rubble because we needed them just in case yeah and when it didn't happen it was a kick to the gut it really was it yeah. was uh devastating to see that defeat in their eyes yeah. and they want it so badly to help. Yeah. Well, and God bless our first responders. I mean, we, oh gosh, where yes. would we be without all of those that showed up to mm-hmm. pull people out of water and off of roofs and, um, and save so many lives because this really could mm-hmm. have been so much worse. Yeah, there was a gentleman, the one story that I remember at the very beginning, there was a guy, um, with a, with a, a small boat mm-hmm. and he's a big, big guy. And uh, I guess a reporter caught up with him going, what are you doing? He says, I'm going to save some lives. And I'm like, you go, That's right. you go, boy. That's you, right. That's you the just, kind of attitude we need. I love that attitude. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's why um, I'm so happy here. And, and as much as I, I love my home state and my, my friends and my family that I left back there, um, I have found my inner peace here. That's good. I have, but not to say that I'm not going to kick some butt if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we would expect nothing less, Miss Vicky. Nothing well, less. I, you know, but I feed off of other people yep. as well. Yeah. Um, but I will not accept a defeatist attitude. That's right. I won't. That's that right. Is- well, and that's what's helped us all get through this. Is yes. That, you know, mm-hmm. you and so many others that have, have kept that attitude. So um, so we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit more after this break. Come back and talk a little bit more about Cousin Sue and her amazingness (laughs) and some of the other things that have come. So um, this is Chrissy filling in with Nathan on Lone Star Community Radio here with Montgomery County Lifestyle. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com 
in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, a Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. This is live, folks. You can't make this stuff up. I wasn't used to that music, and it totally threw me off. This is Christy again with Montgomery County Lifestyle here talking to the amazing, unstoppable, unsinkable Vicki Tompkins. We've got a new unsinkable in town. So we've been talking about some of the the hardships Miss Vicki was talking about, um, being a part of 9-11, being there. Um, you know, it, no, there's no way that we can say that Harvey has been the same scale, but as far as the loss, the emotions, the um, things that go along with it, obviously there are a lot of correlations there. Absolutely. And it, it's tangible to to make a connection between the two, not in so much the lives lost and the, the impact, re, the impact and yeah. the reason right. behind each right. one. One was mother nature and the other one. We're not even yeah. going to get into that one. That's a whole nother that, show. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Another ball of yeah. but um, yeah, the emotions that you go through, the feeling of loss, the and and just the devastation. To look around and 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 see what had always been there, just gone. Yeah, just gone. And well, in the in the inspiring part about it, you know, is is to see these people like yourself, who were just like we were just talking about um, during the break. You know, we'll we'll process this later emotionally. Right now, it's just time to act and do what we can. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Get it done. Yeah. And we'll cry later. Um, we'll we'll think back on it later. Um, and you can woulda, coulda, shoulda all you want. However, it's at, not the, gonna at change the moment, the situation. at the moment, you have to think on your feet. And and in that sense, it's it's a lot like um, you just, you know, on the fly. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't have a blueprint for 9-11. There was no blueprint for this. Oh, no. So this was... Yeah, we're going to make mistakes. You know, uh, we're going to have to think on our feet. We're going to have to get out there and we're just going to have to on the fly do what we have to do. Just wing it. And wing it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And in doing that, yes, we made a few mistakes, but I'll tell you, not many. Yeah. Um, Well, and I'll tell you, too, um, (laughs) so many of us, you were probably the one exception in our room as far as none of us had ever faced anything like this before. Um, so it was a lot of just going with the flow and, and making decisions, you know, as it goes. And we were grateful to have your guidance and so grateful to have your connections with, with Sue and B 
be able to get so much here because there were so many people and there still are so many people in need. And, and yeah, so after the first truck, um, Soup started putting together a second truck. A second truck. A yes. second 53 bus yes. truck. And this time uh, we had a little bit more specifics that we we asked because she asked, what do you need this time? Mm -hmm. Along with the diapers and, right. and the formula and the food. The regulars. The regular uh, items and the blankets. Um, she sent school supplies. Yes. To all the children. And there were schools out on Long Island and uh, churches that had cafeteria style tables and desks and, and all kinds of supplies. That See, and that's so great because not only have these kids lost everything, but you have all these teachers and we all know teachers invest so much in their own classrooms. Very true. And take care of so many students and so many needs that, that most of them will never speak about or ever ask for help for. And so just to see the the faces on some of these teachers and some of these administrators who were just overwhelmed by the blessing. Yes, it, it was, um, you hand a kid a brand new spiral notebook because their house flooded and, and they have no new school stuff. Yeah. Um, was, was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and then all this furniture that came down too, because we had so many schools that lost everything. Yeah, my old my old command, um, Brooklyn North, um, Patrol Borough Brooklyn North, all the cops together, um, they were all asked to bring in a case of water. So we had um, over 800 cases oh of water gosh. on that truck. And that's, that was, a, that's a lot that's of water. A lot of water. Um, and uh, they understood. Yeah. You know, a lot of the a lot of the younger cops had not lived through 9/11 like, right. like we had. However, um, the chief had, and uh, they wanted to do something. Well, and for men and women that are already in the business of taking action. They took action to help. It's very all of us. hard to sit on the sidelines yeah. when you're used to running into something Absolutely. instead of, you know, standing on the sidelines. Right. It's like I, I think a firefighter's job is a crazy job. You're running into flames and everybody else is running out. <laughs> and at the same token, we run into situations where we don't know what we will Absolutely. find. So for them to sit by and say, oh well. It, it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So the first responders out here, the cops, the firefighters, EMS, um, all those people, I, I, they're amazing. And they will always, to yeah. me, be really amazing. Oh, so. I, and I am absolutely included in that. I mean, and there are so many ways that they give. And again, most of them will never speak about it or take any thanks right. or, you know, anything like that because they don't do it for the recognition. They no. do it because it's part of who they are. And they don't do it for the paycheck, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, that is, you know, that's one of the things. And, and again, this is another show, but, you know, you look at our first, all of our first responders are EMS, our police, our, our officers, our teachers, um, doctors. You know, there are so many people involved in, in those crisis situations and the pay just doesn't quite reflect it. No, um, it, but it, it's a calling. It I, I've said yeah. that before. I will always say that you have to want to do that. Yeah. You have to, you know, it's just like anything else. It, and, and it's true. If, if you find something you love to do, you will never, never. work a day yeah. in your life. So and true. I, while I believe with that on, on, on the surface, there are days. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. When, you know, um, so a lot of, of what I see going on is, is, is so petty. Yeah. Um, the infighting that I see and, yeah. and, yeah. In the everyday. And, it, you know, one of the things that I've seen from from the hurricane, 
the storm coming, the, the, you know, emergency and then the relief and mm-hmm. now the rebuilding is it did kind of change the rhetoric. Things kind of shifted for a bit. You know, we didn't have, you know, some of the things that are making headlines today. Correct. All of that was pushed to the sidelines and it was all about helping each other, saving each other, who we are as a community, people taking care of each because other. Because there was no, you're this and you're no, that. there were there no was lines drawn. It, it was, no, there were no lines. The, the lines became invisible. Yeah. As it should. As it should be. Are there going to be problems? Of course. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, after the shock wears off, and and I hate to say it, there came the jockeying for a position. And, oh, of and, course. You know, and that, and we're very fortunate up here. And and I've said this before, and if you look at my Facebook page, mm-hmm. you'll see, um, I've said it. Um, one thing I love about living in Texas is that I can call my state rep and I can call my senator and I can call anybody in Congress I want. And they're going to call me back. Yeah. I am going to meet with them. Absolutely. And, and they are going to answer my questions because yes. if they don't, you're out of here. Right. And I love that about the communities that we live in here in Texas where uh, they show up at our meetings. Mm-hmm. They show up at our town hall. And they listen. And they listen. And and God help them. Um, they roll up their sleeves and they got down in the dirt with us. Oh, they did. And uh, State Senator Creighton, Creighton State Representative was, Will Metcalf, Metcalf and, um, and Congressman Brady. Congressman Brady. And, I, you know, I got it. You know, I, I, Vicky's been with us a lot. Congressman Brady committed so much time and energy and staff to helping with all these relief uh-huh. efforts. You don't do that for picture opportunities. No, because most of the time there was nobody there exactly. to take pictures. I mean, it was just him and his guys. Oh, my goodness. Just doing what needed to be done. I, I mean, yes. I, they were a godsend. Yeah. I, absolutely. When those big trucks came in, they had them oh. there every single yes. day. They were out there. And Brandon Crichton was busy in so many different areas. Um, with us, um, you know, he rolled up his sleeves. He helped us uh, find a place for the desks yeah, and tables. Absolutely. So the second mm-hmm. shipment that we got from from Cousin Sue um, that was full of all of this amazing furniture for these schools that have lost everything, mm-hmm. um, we diverted it to Beaumont. Um, because, well, to Port Arthur. I mean, to Port Arthur. And, yeah, yeah, and the superintendent of schools came down uh, and, and took a look, and then he called out. He I guess he has a, his uh, disposal trucks. Lots wow, of trucks and sent, I was kind of surprised that he didn't send down a whole bunch of men to come help us unload. <laughs> it was a bunch of women. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm like, yeah, well, you go. Right. That's, right. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's right. So Port Arthur um, is a big distribution center as well. And what they do every morning is they set things out and people drive up. Mm-hmm. It was almost like an assembly line or going shopping, right. you know? And so all the water that came off was diverted to down there and people that needed it. Oh, desperately. Would, would desperately need a clean water and drinking water, mm-hmm. um, could pull up and they would get diapers and toilet paper and water and, you know. All these things basics. we take for granted. Yes. Yeah. And and so it was like really neat to watch that yeah. and, and how they had thought, how can I streamline this process instead of making people come up there and come inside and mm-hmm. You beat up as it is. Let's let's make it expedient. Exactly. You yeah. know, so that was kind of cool. And um we and I have to I have to mention that we would not have been able to get these trucks down there and get these trucks done without uh Tracy Mann and Absolutely. the Phoenix charity. Yes. I, you talk about somebody that stepped up. I Wow. I don't know what, in two seconds? I don't even mm-hmm. think you finished the sentence. Hey, I need somebody to help with the truck. Okay, here I am. Yeah. I mean, just stepped in immediately. <laughs> 
She is another force of nature. She is a force of nature. She and is. she's another little bitty force she's of nature. She's a little yes. bitty Italian force of nature. Yeah. And uh, Tracy runs her own clinic mm-hmm. in the woodlands called Body Restore. And then, um, oh, as a side job, yeah, she saves girls and, and boys from human trafficking. Yeah, as a side job. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the woman is... She is incredible. She has an amazing story. She's got an amazing amazing story. That yes. would be something. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and yeah. a story that needs to be heard. Absolutely. Again, that's mm-hmm. another, another you know, situation that's going on in our society that a lot of people either brush on the rug or just really don't see. Well, they see it. It's just too uncomfortable yeah. for them to talk about it because it is such a dirty little secret. Yeah. And, and her organization, the Phoenix Charity, they're catchphrase is stop the demand. Yeah. And um, it's uh, it's amazing what she's done with some of these girls yeah. and these boys. And, and the these, life that she's given them. And the life back that yeah. she's given them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she stepped up and paid for both the trucks. That's amazing. To uh, come here. And that was no small expense. No. But, um, and so greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it's one thing to have all these wonderful things collected, but it's another thing for it to be Thousands of miles away. Absolutely, no yeah. Here. It's uh, and we were pulling our hair out at, until the yeah. you know eleventh hour, going, "How are we going to get this? How are we going to get this to you?" Yeah. And so I called and Tracy and I said, "Do you happen to? I I got it. I got no it. No big deal. No well, big deal." And it's and it's been cool to see how the, all of these pieces of the puzzle, all of these relationships, everybody working together, just bringing their gifts and tools to the table, mm-hmm. what they have. It's like you don't have to come in to save the day. You don't even have to know exactly what you're doing. Just give us a little bit of what you can do mm-hmm. and we'll make it work. None of us wore capes. No. You know. Although um, that might change. Although that, yes. Yeah, because I, I did. Do that. I, we, you know, <laughs> we got these really great red blankets in and there may have been an instance where I was running around the parking lot with it tied around my neck, but... Other I'm than that so, orange carrot jumpsuit? Other than the orange <laughs> carrot jumpsuit, yes. Which because you know, great. Because comic <laughs> relief is necessary in time of crisis. It, it really <laughs> is. And and I'll tell you, we had a few moments of that. Uh, I mean, we kind of looked at a few of the things yeah. that we received yeah. and kind of went, oh, interesting. Hmm, interesting yeah. idea. Yeah, but it's, but, it's, been, it's been amazing. And, I, uh, you know, I think everybody that has been involved in this process in one way or another can say that there have been, as difficult as this time has been and is because like I said, we're still continuing with so many friends and neighbors that are really, really suffering out there mm-hmm. that there's so much joy to be found in this and just the appreciation of life and the appreciation of these amazing people that we're surrounded by. New friends. New friends. I, I, you know, it is the craziest thing. I get far, far too much credit. I am absolutely surrounded by some of the most incredible people I could ever have imagined but people, of meeting. People want to do it because you are a good leader and you choose to inspire and lead from within, not from behind yeah. and not from in front. Well, we're all you, in this together. You don't ask us to do anything that you don't do yourself. And that <laughs> is, no, that is the definition of a good leader. Well, thank you. I have the ibuprofen bottle to prove it. Yes. FYI. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, we got, we have one more break to take and then we're going to, uh, to come back and catch up and talk about some of the things that are still going on here and, and some great ways that you can get engaged and jump in and help and, you know, come join in the fun. Yes. Yeah, it's lots of fun. Yay. This is Christy, Montgomery County Lifestyle. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Joey Savage. Corey DLG. We are Nerd Thug Radio. Catch us every Monday from 1 to 3 and check out our website, nerdthugradio.com. We like to talk about quilting, horseback riding, and baking quiche. 
Actually, we don't, but we do like talking nerdy to you. That's right. Every Monday from 1 to 3 p.m., hashtag talking nerdy to you. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Okay, it's official now. I'm starting to get Nathan's dance moves by sitting in this chair, which is very frightening, just for the record. This is Chrissy back here. I know, I know. It just kind of like gets you ready. Gets you ready to go. Can't sleep through that. I know. No, absolutely <laughs> not. It is definitely time to wake up. So, uh, so we've been talking about wonderful cousin Sue, and yes. you know, and I can call her cousin Sue now because we're we're basically family. You are family, and so you know, I one of these days I am going to make it up there so I can personally well, thank she wants everyone. To know who the Christy chick is? Oh well, <laughs> you know. Uh, I said she's you. Few years younger, <laughs> quite a few years younger. That's, um, I, you know, uh, people like Sue and yourself. I aspire to be the mm. the way that you come in, roll your sleeves up, bring your amazing grandson, throw him in the mix. He is too. pretty cool, though. He's very he? cool. Sixteen years old, and he still likes to visit his yeah. grandmother and his grandfather. Well, <laughs> well, okay. Number one, okay, you're pretty cool to hang out with. But um, but he, I can tell he takes so much after you because he, you said. Get busy. And he did. There was no, you know, he wasn't, didn't have to be told what to do or didn't have to hold his hand to find him assignments. He jumped in and he found things that he could do. He's a smart kid, but um, he's a tall kid. He's a tall kid. (laughs) He's like 16 and he's like six feet tall. It's crazy. I don't ever remember people that young when I was in high school being that tall. And if, and if you do give him something to do, he is an amazing kid. Yeah, he really is. And he's, so compassionate. He's like my renaissance man, though. He is because he loves to bake and cook with me. Oh, that's so me. great, though. But at the same time, you know, he wants to design cars. Yeah. And, uh, he's like a guy guy, but at the same time, he loves little children and animals. He's and comfortable he's, in his own skin. He is. And and I, I worry about him sometimes because he's such a nice kid. Mm-hmm. I, I worry about him getting taken advantage of, but um, he's finding his way. Yeah. And like you said, though, he will roll up his sleeves and and he does but at the same time he spends time with grandma and grandpa and just he's he is an amazing child i love him to death you know and i think that that touches on something that i really hadn't even planned on bringing up today but works out really well you know so many of our kids are seeing this because so many of our kids have been affected by this in different ways Mm -hmm. um you know some of them have lost their homes some of them have seen their friends or family lose their homes or maybe they have you know a couple of new families staying with them they're and our kids are seeing how we react because the kids develop their coping skills by Absolutely. how they see us coping. They learn by watching, you know, it's Absolutely. just like, yeah. and I, I think that's one really, really good good point to bring up is that um, our children are not born with any prejudices, with no. any idea of, you know, what's going on. They're taught these things and to see their parents and their grandparents and their aunts and their uncles just, getting okay. We got to do this. That's right. What can we do? And getting out there and and parents and grandparents showing their their kids and their grandkids 
this is what we do. Yeah. When it There's hits the fan. Yeah. You, you know, it, it, you get up off your, your seat, mm -hmm. you, you put your phone away, you mm -hmm. put your computer away and you get out there and you do what has to be done mm -hmm. because if not you, who, who? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's such a simple thing making mm -hmm. a difference. Absolutely. All you have to do is have the want to. If you have the want to, you can, it doesn't matter what stage of life you're in, how much you have to give financially. You know, I, I, I always say I have, I have more time than dollars. I do too. And, you know, but it's, it's finding ways because every gift, every person has something that they can offer. Absolutely. And you'll Absolutely. be, and it's amazing, you know, if, if you're down, if you're sad, and I, I say this from, from seeing other people, how much joy it feeds your soul just by giving a little bit of yourself. We had, um, I don't know if you were there that day. We had the daycare that came in with these three adorable little children oh. and they each brought something to donate. Um, I mean, I walked away just, I had to turn away. away. It, it, I was blown away by that. They they were from one of the day, local daycares. Wow. And all they did was they just brought a few items that they had. But it was, you know, but that, what a great was, lesson. Yes, it was from their heart. Yeah. And and I looked at it and I went, okay, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm starting to get a better feeling about what's going to happen when yeah. I'm gone from this earth. Right. Um, because I'll tell you, uh, I wasn't feeling too good about it. Yeah. I, I really wasn't. I was very angry. Were. Very angry. Yeah. Um, and just disappointed in general. Just, yes. I, I think the the me, me, me thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, and not listening and, and, and all kinds of other things. The Finally, disconnection. And, there was and, so much disconnection. And it was so horrible that it took something like Harvey um, to st stop it. Yeah. Stop to wake the rhetoric, up. You know, get, and say, oh, my gosh. Okay, it's it's not the color of your skin. It's it's not your race. It's not your religion. It's 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 not, you yeah. know, whether you're male or female or yeah. You, you know, take care of each other. Yeah, it's, that's what we've got. It, it is. Um, it was. It really did bring back some bad memories, but good memories yeah. of the humanity that really is out there. It can and, came, come out of the ashes, literally. You know, people uh, people used to say, "Well, New Yorkers are just you know they're cold. They're you know not they're not nice." They're, but um, I think what it is, is they're busy. Yeah. They, they work on a different level. Well, um, and, and see, I see a lot of similarities between Texans and New mm -hmm. Yorkers because I see this resolve, this, mm -hmm. um, this self-reliance. The strength of this character. strength of character. And I actually see a lot more similarities than I do differences because I think, you know, maybe there's an understanding but once you take those walls down, it's who we are. It is. It is. There is a, on both ends, and I see that from both sides, having been yeah, raised, in, raised in New York. Um, other than the accent, which really isn't, I mean, I know I still have it, but if you've never seen me angry, you have not heard the New York accent come out okay, yet. Okay, well, then I may, that may be a new challenge. How can I make Vicky mad so that I can see that side? Yeah, that's that would be the Brooklyn, the, the, the little Brooklyn cop coming out. However, um, yeah, you, you tear down those walls and you'll see. And I, I honestly believe that that is in every, every person. Yeah, I do too. You will either rise or fall depending on... How strongly you either believe in yourself, your country, your community, uh, your state, mm -hmm. and other people. Absolutely. You know, uh, I feed off of what you brought to the table. You say you bring, you fed off of what I brought. Absolutely. But then you looked around and, and you saw the people that we were with. 
yeah. Laura and and, oh, and and Tracy. Tracy, and, there's so many, uh, and you know, and it's the same thing, you know, with the kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we went out. Um, this was last week, <laughs> um, and we were act- taking some supplies out to some of these neighborhoods that are are still really struggling, um, and. We saw these kids that were out there and there's a big tub of water and it's, you can tell it's soapy water and they're washing stuff off it, you know, dirt, mud, bleach, whatever is on it. And you see these kids out there and and the parents, you know, are are exhausted. They're hungry. They're stressed to the max. And you see these kids out there and they're helping, you know, they're, they're washing this stuff off. But then they start playing in the bubbles because you can't help it. (laughs) You can't help but do that. You're a kid. And it was just (laughs) one of those magical moments where you realize, you know, that's what life is made out of. And that's what being able to move beyond the destruction, move beyond even reconstruction and look towards, you know, reframing the community and how the community cares for each other going forward, because our kids are watching mm-hmm. and we want them to have that sense of community that we've had for the five weeks without some of this other garbage that's floating out there. And on a, on a different note to that, yeah, your children are watching what you're doing. However, everybody else is watching. Everybody's watching. Mm-hmm. And um, and this is such an important time. So, you know, be sure and, and take the time to look around, meet your neighbors, meet incredible women well, like Vicki Tompkins. Now that everybody is off their computers. That's right. That's right. And just <laughs> take out. a chance to get involved yes. in your community. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and this is a great way. Tuning into Lone Star Community Radio is a great way to keep up with what's going on. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Vicki, for being here. Thank this you This is Christy Leggett me. filling in for Nathan Arizate on Montgomery County Lifestyle. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respected video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas, at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.